Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for Laura for asking me to speak tonight. My name is Teddy, and I am definitely an alcoholic. Um, today is my belly button birthday, so it is an honor <laughs> to be here and be sober on my birthday because I can't tell you how many years went by where, you know, every Monday I was going to get sober every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe on my birthday, maybe on Christmas, maybe Easter, maybe Valentine's Day, but none of it ever happened. So um, I entered the rooms of AA January 17th of 2022. My story is definitely a story where relapse is involved. I have not done this program perfectly. I have not shown up sometimes. I have not been my best self, but with each tiny step that I've taken moving forward and work the steps with my sponsor, things have become more manageable and easier as time has gone on. I started drinking later. I was a senior in high school, so things um, were always revolved around things like dance and sports in school. I was very responsible. I got good grades, um, but as soon as I got to college, things got a little wonky, so um, I still kept doing my life, how I was, things weren't unmanageable, but about a decade later, I had a severe um, sexual assault trauma, and that took my drinking and using to a place that I never thought it could go, and I always remember saying if it got to this point, like, I would just get my ass back together and figure it out, but I just kept going down a really dark path after that. Um... And I really couldn't take care of myself anymore. I had opened um, a salon two years before my trauma had happened uh, with my family. And I was really proud of that. But I felt like I couldn't enjoy it because my internal monologue was broken. I was having a hard time living life on life's terms. And um, I didn't know how to move on. So I have... Um, I had years of living in silence and no one knew what was going on. And um, that was really painful to go through. So um, when the pandemic hit in 2020, my business got shut down for eight months. And that gave me the courage to come up to my parents' house and tell them what had gone on. So um, I divulged to them that I had been using and abusing drugs and alcohol, that I had trauma that I didn't um, have any help with, and I needed all the help in the world. So they were so glad that I came and asked. Um, they helped me get into CDIRP with Kaiser. That's how I started my recovery journey. I had got three months or two and a half months um, at CDRP. I had graduated and then basically two nights later got a DUI. So um, I had never wanted to join AA. I thought, how are a bunch of broken people going to help me and fix me and tell me how to live life on life's terms? And um, so that's why I had gone and done CDRP. But uh, life kind of kicked me in the ass. God, uh kind of forced me into the direction of AA. And I remember sitting in the drunk hook and saying, um, God, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. And so at that point, I felt like I had pre-done my first step, not knowing that that's what it was at the time. But my life was completely unmanageable. And um, the next morning, I logged on to a Zoom meeting. That's how I got involved with 
AA. And I'm so grateful because I was telling Lauren Dino before the meeting started tonight that I don't know if I would have had the courage to walk into an in-person meeting. It's intimidating. And um, so it was a nice intro into AA. I got involved with sober softball, although I didn't stick around. I kept relapsing. I tried my best. And I think that's kind of the name of my recovery program. Just try your best today and the rest will follow and be full of grace and kind to yourself. Um, I mean, amazing friends, Erin, who's on right now. I love you. Thank you for showing up tonight. Um, she was really integral in just showing me how to be kind to one another when we first got in. And I made amazing girlfriends and I've had amazing journeys. We've done things in AA, like go to the Russian river. I've done skydiving. I've done a ton of stuff that I could have never done if I was living the life that I used to live. Um, so that's just a little bit of how I got started with AA. So my recovery date is October 1st, um, of 2022. So I just hit six months. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Dad. Um, it feels really good. I couldn't have gotten here without all the trials and tribulations of going through the steps and figuring out how to work this program that works for me. And um, life has been pretty unmanageable in the last five weeks. So I'll tell you guys a little bit of that and how I've stayed sober. Um, I was able to get a service commitment. So I think that has really helped in keeping me sober because I don't want to show up and have to say I'm a newcomer again, but I also want to keep myself accountable and that's really helped. So being of service is definitely a big part of this last six months of my sobriety. Um, my dad had a minor heart attack five weeks ago. I was in the ICU for about six days. After that, my mom's sciatic nerve was so bad. She's basically been bedridden since my dad got back. And then my house got broken into two, two or three weeks ago while I was upstairs napping. So there's been a lot of things that have happened in a short period of time. But um, at this time, with six months of sobriety, um, I don't want to let that go. So I keep showing up and I keep showing out for my sobriety because I know how bad it was. And even though there's a lot going on and I'm so stressed out and things feel unmanageable and like I can't put one foot in front of the other some days. I have people to lean on today. Before I didn't, I was doing everything on my own. And community definitely is a big part of my sobriety journey because I couldn't do this without all of you showing me the way and showing me it's possible and loving me until I can love myself. And um, I've been able to stay sober because I utilize the tools of my program. I remember when I first started, my sponsor would say, call three people. Yeah, yeah read the third step prayer. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to do any of those things. I wasn't ready. And um, now I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm doing the things and it's working. And for that, I'm super grateful. So sometimes if you don't even believe in it, you just got to put one foot in the front of the other because we know where we came from and how bad that was. And I don't want to feel that way anymore. Um. So today I get to show up and be here for my family. If this happened last year, I was relapsing after letting go of my business and I couldn't stay sober to save my life. Um, and I was just playing the woe is me game. Today, I don't have to do the woe is me game. Today, I get to work my steps. I get to call my sponsor every day. I get to call friends. I get to call fellow AA members. And then I get to show up each day where before I wasn't. And... That's how I've managed to stay sober 
especially this last five weeks. Um, it's a miracle that I'm sober today on my birthday after going through all of this. I had really been reeling in my mind about, am I going to relapse? Like every day it's been a question. And then I get through the 24 hours and I feel great. So um, I'm just really grateful for this program. For years, I thought it would never work for me. There's no way. And it's been the biggest blessing to my life because I couldn't do this without the community of fellow drunks. I couldn't do this on my own and I couldn't just do this with the love of my parents. I needed, I needed more. And AA has given me all of that. Um, I don't call my sponsor every day, even though I should. So I don't work this program perfectly, but I do my best. And that's kind of the name of my game. Um, pick one foot and in front of the other and take those small steps because they end up being big ones. I remember the days where I couldn't imagine getting just, you know, 12 hours in a day sober. And today I have six months and this is the most sobriety time that I've ever had. Um, and I couldn't tell you the last birthday that I spent sober. So this is truly a blessing. Um, thank you, Laura, for asking me to talk tonight. I had no idea what I was going to lead in with. So I hope that that made sense. But um, I am so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to spend my belly button birthday with you guys. I'm so grateful to see amazing faces on this Zoom tonight that I absolutely adore and love. And um, yeah, work it and it works. Keep coming back until it sticks. And I love you guys and thank you so much for letting me talk tonight. My name is Lenny and I'm an alcoholic. And that's why I'm here. Because um, I don't do so well with drinking. It just doesn't work. Um, there's a whole lot of people who have a lot nastier, longer, more interesting stories of mine, uh, more severe whatevers. Um, but I clearly qualify. And my, you know, the thing is with me is that uh, either I can't manage not to drink for even a short time and or once I start, I can't stop. And frankly, I don't want to stop. I mean... Um, my history has very little to do with um, fighting it. I did it the other way around. Things that got in the way of drinking, I canceled even before. You know, I could see them coming down the pike. I don't want to sign up for that particular school because, uh -uh, you know, that's not going to work. That's going to be anything that's going to. Uh, I didn't lose things because I never had them because I didn't want to give up. Uh, I didn't want things to get in the way of drinking. Now, if you'd have told me at the time that that was what the case was, that I prioritized ink, uh, drinking above everything else, I would have said, oh, no, no, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not that bad. But uh, anyway, I'm a slow study. Um, this is my second effort at sobriety. The first one was, I think, September of 83. Um, where I was just sick and tired enough of being sick and tired that I did a um, county outpatient program and discovered that with help, I could actually stop drinking for a while, which was a first. I'd never made more than a, maybe a week. Um, and as a result of that program, I uh, dipped my toe into Alcoholics Anonymous. I had to go to one meeting a week at least and you know, I might have made two of them in one particular week, but basically 
that's about what I did. I'd go to a meeting in my neighborhood and hang out and go, well, these people are kind of cool. And then I'd go to the bar and drink fuzzy water and shoot pool as usual and wonder what it, my life wasn't getting a hell of a lot better. Um, and yeah, I wasn't all that convinced. Um, for some odd reason, when I read the big book and all the capitalized he's and him's, I thought that was like, well, this sucks. And I'm going, why do I care? I'm not female, I'm not a feminist, I'm not whatever, but you know, I just didn't like it. And I didn't like the old wasp language and I didn't like, in those days they were all nicotine stained as well. And, um, you know, I just wasn't all that ready. And then they talk about um, if you're willing, you know, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it, eh, I wasn't so sure about that. Um, but it taught me that with help, I could stop drinking for a while. And that was very important stuff. And for the first time, I piled up some money, et cetera, et cetera. And this was all in Minneapolis. And I uh, set up uh, myself to move to California and um, not about four months later, I started drinking again, but I'd sort of made my commitment to move out here. Um, and at first it was wonderful. I was drinking only on weekends and as much as I wanted, I hadn't lost my tolerance. It seemed like um, it was, it was everything, you know, if I could have stayed with that, um, I would never have darkened the doors of AA. But of course, that didn't last, and um, it began to be more and more frequent. And also, I, I guess it's rather typical of people who are daily drinkers. If they get some help and can stop for a while, they may become periodics instead. And that was my pretty much my case. Um, and when I did drink, it was I could hit it so damn hard that I was just walking wounded for days afterward. So. Um, and, you know, I knew I had to get back to it at some point, whatever, but I was going to run with it as long as I could. And then I moved to uh, San Francisco and I, I inadvertently tricked myself into a more severe bottom than I would have had otherwise. I mean, I came in really early in terms of uh, physical bottom, in terms of uh, a number of things. Uh, I had quite a few years of drinking left in me. I was not at that point where I thought I was going to die. I wasn't at the point where I was willing to crawl over broken glass. But what I managed to do was get myself to San Francisco, get myself an apartment, get pay my first and last, et cetera. And then by the following day, I was down to $60 as a result of one last hurrah bender. I had no idea it was going to be the last one at the time. Um, and it scared me. So I had this kind of a different uh, hitting a bottom situation, more like hitting a wall. Um, I made it real simple. If I drank, I was going to live on the street. And so um, that scared me, which was good because uh, I you know, go to the corner store and there's somebody walking out with one beer in a little paper bag. And I'm going, I must try that. I can't do You couldn't do that in Minnesota. So, okay, I got it, but no, I better not because, mm, and I knew I was in trouble and I'm not sure what all happened at first. I spent a lot of time spinning, certainly, but I did make the phone call and it took me the better part of a week to get to a meeting, but I finally did. And there were all these people who talked to me after the meeting who sort of spoke my language and, um, uh, 
kind of knew what I was up to. I, I kind of resented that because there was, oh yeah, uh, one guy, for instance, uh, who was familiar with Minneapolis because he was an actor and they had a lot, um, quite a theater scene going on in those days. Uh, when I described the one theater I used to like to go to, he says, yeah, that's because you could drink at that one. You know, and I, I didn't want to hear that, but he's right, you know, and they, um, oh, whatever. So there I was, yeah, it's um, uh, first week of May in 84 and scared and outnumbered and living alone in a new town and unemployed and blah, blah, blah. So I really didn't do much of anything except continue to attend meetings because I didn't much have much of anywhere else to go. And I got a break in that I, for the first time ever, I had difficulty finding employment or, you know, uh, I was either un underemployed or unemployed for a long stretch, which was not my plan. But it uh, got me broke, which, of course, was also not my plan. And I would not have uh, seen the benefit of that. But that kept me out of trouble. So I hung out at meetings enough uh, if, um, that it began to sink in. I came in with the idea that, well, I, you know, put it together with AA's help. And yeah, after a few months, I do a little drinking here and there, go out on an occasional bender, that sort of thing. And uh, gratefully, since I was immersed, whether I liked it or not, I found myself in a realizing that, you know, that's probably not going to work. And then I heard all this stuff about, you know, work the steps, get a sponsor, work the steps, get a sponsor, work the steps, get a sponsor. It's like, Jesus, I'm saying, all right, all right, all right, all right. And I found a sponsor and started getting busy with the steps, read the books, and just did lots of meetings. Nothing particularly noteworthy, memorable uh, about any of it, um, except that this thing on top of my neck was so much busier and nuttier and crazier and nonstop and out of control and um, negative and um, fearful, et cetera. Um, and I began to see some relief with that. And um, someone uh, somewhere in the first few months at, at uh, coffee after the meeting, I said, these voices ever go away? And she said, well, actually, you just kind of, the volume goes down. And that was enough, you know, I'll, I'll try that. Anyway, um, so the rest wasn't too dramatic. Uh, I was doing all the right stuff. I gotten through my first fifth step, but, and, um, but I still, I was kind of run down, kind of overwhelmed being in the new town alone and um, money and things still weren't working correctly. And my sponsor had done a soft sell on me um, for the Henry Olaf House program. And so I finally just said, you know, I'm, I'm outnumbered here. I can probably stay sober a day at a time as long as I need to, but this just sucks. And um, so I wound up there for six months, which was a wonderful thing because I made some really wonderful connections there. And got a lot of good work done there uh got out of there in uh, june of 85 and went back to the steps with that particular sponsor got through number eight and started doing my uh, uh financial amends and then that sponsor kept moving further and further east first oakland then lafayette and then 
uh, Antioch, and he's probably in Asia somewhere by now. Um, and I lost lost track with him. And then the next sponsor, well, it didn't work so good. And the next one had some severe uh, depression issues, so we dealt with his stuff. And by that time, I'm up to here in school and such things. So I didn't really do my step work very well for a number of years. I just did a lot of meetings. I did service. Um, I did eventually get started in uh, H&I, which was a real lifesaver, going into San Quentin and uh, discovering that it's pretty much humanly impossible to exit one of those places and the big steel doors clang behind you and you're on the outside. Um, you can't do that without profound gratitude. Um, ran that for about 10 years. Anyway, so got to be about 10 years and everything was good. I had paid off all the old stuff. Um, I'd made a few amends of the kind where you have to go show up somewhere and give somebody a check and, you know, do something humiliating or at least very humbling. Um, but I hadn't made it, you know, got there with like my parents, et cetera. Just hadn't gotten around to it, you know. And um, I hooked up with a new sponsor who was a um, very uh, well-versed big book guy. And um, to the point he'd get a little preachy, you know, it was one of those things. You, you'd, he'd uh, speak at a meeting and you see a couple people around the corners because um, that was his style, but he knew his big book. And so we we went through the steps again from the beginning and through 12. And um, I got those major amends out of the way. And so that was really good stuff. And just like it says in the book, um, you know, the promises, ninth step promises, that is, it already all uh, become, you know, a normal part, working part of my life. But when I got those major amends done, for some reason, it, it's like the whole thing, it turned it up. And I got in a space I'd never been in before, and I liked it, and I understood why they put 10 after 9, because you end up in such a good space that you don't want to lose it. And so I became faster to make amends, um, better at just not getting into those things in the first place. I learned to lose a fight, lose an argument, and be okay with it. it that had never happened. Um, and what else? Um, yeah, and then it nothing really, you know, just lather, rinse, repeat, you know, for a long time. And then 97 moved to Oakland. Uh, And just kept doing the same things. Um, really not that much has changed since then. Only that I look back at when I can remember my thoughts and feelings from 10 or 20 years ago. And sort of like who I was, I realized that I've actually changed a good deal. I've, you know, what would probably happen to a lot of people if they just you know, add 20 years, you grow up a little bit. Um, but it doesn't work for drunks. You know, it didn't work for, I, I couldn't do that. When I got in the rooms, I was 28. And um, they said that, you know, I had quit uh, maturing emotionally somewhere, you know, in my teens or whatever. And, nah, nah, no, I, well, yeah, I'm probably a little behind, but, uh, you know. And it took a few years to realize I was indeed an emotional teenager when I rolled in here. Um, and so 
yeah, it really hasn't changed all that much. I had a uh, stretch there for quite a while. I call the cash and prizes portion of my sobriety where I actually started, you know, for the first time after my career path has got more twists in it than an afternoon at Mitchell Brothers. Um, it just, it's never gotten anywhere. And I, my best efforts have just, it's just, you know, not my thing. I'm still wondering what I'm going to do when I grow up. Um, but I tried. And I went to school. I did a lot of different things. Um, but, uh, and then I fell into a job that paid me ridiculously well for a while and got to see what that was like. And it was cool, but there was a, there was something there saying, you know, there's more here. And I, find, I eventually left that behind and I didn't really find anything better yet. But at least I'm not stuck in that thing anymore. And that was that was truly a dead end situation. Um, let's see, no wives, no ex-wives, no kids, no ex-kids, uh, no, just, you know, um, going around, going on from one year to the next and uh, being able to do a lot of things I never would have done, ever done drinking. I mean, my uh, resume is not particularly important, but if you look at my family, I'm like some overachiever of some kind, um, even though we're all very bright people and very capable and work our asses off, et cetera. I'm the only one who's traveled overseas. I'm the only, I've better educated than the rest of them. Um, you know, even my uh, kind of hit and miss efforts, et cetera, have given me a whole lot more richness of life than I would have had otherwise. Um, and of course, as a, okay, somewhere, Early on in this game, you know, read all this God stuff, didn't care for it. You know, it's like, damn, here's some hope. Here's some people who speak my language and people I feel I can connect with, some people like, you know, they have a laugh and this, and then they got to talk about the God stuff, you know. Or the worst part is, you know, man, I can maybe get my shit together and have this and do that, and then I got to give all the credit to God. God damn it, you know, I just... Um, uh, I came up wanting to be a permanent guest on the Tonight Show, you know, back when it was Johnny Carson in 90 Minutes. And so the whole world could listen to my opinions on things. And uh, I couldn't tell you what for, but I mean, that's where I came from. So to, to come in and be just a guy and give all the credit to God. And uh, to me, God was somebody who stood uh, for whatever was not fun. Um, you know, all the good stuff was like, no, don't do that. And um, <clears throat> uh, starting out Catholic didn't help. Um, but I prayed to something or somebody. And I don't, I don't, again, zero clarity. Um, I have clarity on something I refer to it as having an attack of clarity. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. But um, something began to take root there. And these days, I mean, it's been this way for quite a while, quite a number of years, but these days I can just be and have a certain, it's got to be something spiritual, I guess, to hear what everybody else describes, a certain something going on that is just, it really surprised me when I look back, when I get a chance to step out of myself and look at it, how powerful it's become and how much I just don't worry about so many things. 
the faith I have that uh, what's really important will be taken care of one way or other. I still don't much care for the God of, you know, the Old Testament of, um, now do over, drown them all. Let's keep a couple to start over again. And, you know, no, I don't care for that. I never understood uh, Christianity except uh, some very special person who had teachings that his followers tend not to uh, follow very well at all. Um, and other religions I haven't spent enough time with to get it just, I still haven't gotten there. And I don't really worry about that, but I <clears throat> pray to something. And I feel that there's something there that does. My central belief is that there's some higher power there, but doesn't really want to hear me that that much. And that's really hard to shake. That's hardwired. And I'm going to be struggling with that forever. But I feel like something has been taken care of me. And I feel like I'm not praying to uh, the wall. And between that and trying to live that way, these steps, meditation, another big one to help. I just spend an awful lot of my time in a good place without doing anything, which is a pretty good thing. That's actually what I wanted from drinking in the later years. I wasn't too much interested in getting hammered anymore. And now and then, you know, um, I was more interested in just being good, being okay, feeling good, having a, you know, and it worked for the first couple of beers quite frequently, but then that was it. And that window got smaller and smaller. And, you know, it was a case of, well, this works for me for the first couple and I'm going to pay for it for the next three days. That's just not a winning, you know, that's not something that I, uh, I wanted a better ratio than that. And I found out I got it. Um, AA is too slow for my liking. And definitely when you're new, it's way too slow. You know, and then some asshole will come along and say, we wish you a slow recovery. And if you if you hit one of them, you have my blessing, you know, but um, not really. Um, but. Um, and uh, it's. That's just what's going on. Um, I'm fixing to move out of state. Uh, because my mother lives out of state, she's 99, and things aren't working so well anymore. And um, if I was still drinking, and grant, uh, provided I was still alive, that wouldn't be happening, because I would not be able to put a couple of bucks together to pull something like that off, or everything that I ever, my intentions were good many times, but I just never got around to things. It's hard to do that when you put you know, 200% of your weekly income over the bar and all of your spare time uh, drinking or re and or recovering and or dealing with a bunch of dysfunctional wackos for your social circles. Um, so um, I don't think I really have a lot. I would say to people who are new, if you don't, if you come in here and you're not enthused right off the bat, and if you've got some reservations and you see the people around you 
who have been here for some time or they're quite new and they're really gung-ho about AA, if you're not there, don't worry about it. You know, just stick around. I mean, I objected to everything. Um, took me somewhere in the first couple of weeks, I realized I need to stay with this thing if I do so I can start meetings of my own where nobody reads how it works at the beginning of the meeting. I don't like the way it's written and it seems to be terribly redundant. And I don't get how you start out about, um, you, rarely have we seen a person who's thoroughly followed our path and then go right to him. But these guys don't, these guys don't, these guys don't, don't worry about it. Um, you know, I never knew anyone who exclaimed, what an order, I can't go through with it. You know, people I ran, what's that? What, are you fucking nuts? Or maybe the short version, shit. You know, I, I just don't, you know. Um, uh, and the, the whole God thing, um, uh, I've, I've watched so many people here, including my sponsor, um, who um, are still atheists after a lot of years. And it's working for them. You don't need to, there is no Kool-Aid, okay? There is no Kool-Aid. And if there was, you don't have to drink it. And if you, I know if you, like when I resisted Olaf House when I was new, because that was six months of my life. I've got all of this time to make up for. I've got an empire to found. And you want me to spend six months living with a bunch of guys, doing a bunch of AA stuff. And it's going to be God stuff in there too. And, you know, no, 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 no. I, I have far too much to do. And my life is far too important, right? Um, every newcomer comes in that impatient, it seems like. And it's just like, you can always drop out of this thing. There are no handcuffs. You know, you can always let it go, but maybe give yourself a month or two or three of giving it a good shot and giving it a good effort first and then see what happens. You know, don't worry if you can't get gung-ho right off the bat. You know, it's cool. I mean, the one uh, meetings I spoke at recently, I threw in for a topic, what pisses you off about AA? And it was wonderful because all these people who've been around for years, working the steps, doing service, all of the above, people who had time, et cetera, et cetera, were started spouting off about all these things that irritated them. And we had a great discussion and a lot of laughs. But, you know, you don't have to, it, it, it's not something you have to just, uh, you don't have to drink the Kool-Aid. I'm gonna let it go with that, otherwise I'll blabber forever. Um, do I have anything else I should say? Um, no, you're good. If really? if you feel like you're good, then we're good. Yeah. Well, if I did, yeah, if I did what I felt like, I wouldn't have been here in the first place. Actually. <laughs> anyway, well, we yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go at that. I just say, you know, um, God, it's just keep showing up. Keeping showing up is was saving my life all the time. You know, I just, um, I'm not, I don't have to be in the mood. I don't have to. And I lived the majority of my life in the 10th step promises. And I have since it was new. And it is that I don't have a problem with drinking and I don't have to fight. And I don't even have to pay attention to it most of the time. And I'm not tempted. I just live free of the entire freaking thing. 
because I stay plugged in here. And then I do whatever we're doing, walk out the door and I'm fixed, you know, and it's worked for 38 years, coming up fast in 39. And uh, I don't do things that uh, I'm not that thorough, consistent, fastidious, um, none of those things. Okay. I really, 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 really would have drunk by now. I mean, it's just not, no, it's just one, no, 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 no. So we have to give all the credit to AA and just stick it around. So I'm out. I'm done. Thank you.